a good Thursday morning to you. Hope your week has gone well thus far. Um, You know, when we think about the United States of America and compare the United States of America with other nations of the world, we tend to feel like, you know, we got lots of problems. We got all kinds of problems, and we're certainly not a paragon of virtue. But compared to other nations of the world, we're pretty good. We're we're a, we're a pretty generous nation of people. We're, you know, more righteous than a lot of other nations. You know, we're, we we at least give uh, tip our hat to God, and unlike some of these countries that are uh, totally godless, and so forth. So we we can feel fairly good about ourselves when we play the game of comparisonitis and compare our nation and its righteousness, quote unquote, with other nations like. China or Russia or North Korea and so forth. And when we do that, it can give us a false sense of security. It can also tend to make us feel like, you know, God God wouldn't judge our nation. He wouldn't bring judgment upon the United States. Not when there are such other really, really, really bad nations like, you know, China or North Korea or Russia and so forth. But that that actually doesn't uh, that actually doesn't square with what the Word of God reveals. Because if you play the game of comparisonitis with Old Testament Israel and the nations surrounding Israel, certainly Israel would have been more righteous. I mean, did they keep God's law perfectly? No. But there was at least a stab at it. Well, the nations around them, they they didn't pay any attention to God's law. Did they worship uh, God, Yahweh, the God of Israel? Well, yes. Did they do so perfectly? Well, no. I mean, because they set up idols and idols to Baal and so on and so forth. But But they still had the temple and they still offered the sacrifices and so on and so forth. But the surrounding nations, you know, they didn't pay any attention to Yahweh. They didn't they didn't care who Israel's God was, the one true God. They wouldn't acknowledge him as such. Consequently, Israel could feel pretty confident that you know, God's not going to use these wicked nations around us to destroy us, to bring judgment upon us, is he? Well, in Isaiah chapter 10, Isaiah has the, the prophecy of Isaiah has been talking about the fact that God is going to bring judgment on his people. Back in chapter 9, he spoke about uh, punishing uh, the northern tribes of Israel, the capital of which uh, was Samaria, and the Lord is going to send judgment upon Israel. And, and he warns Jacob, the house of Judah, that as it has fallen upon Israel, it's going to fall upon them. Ephraim is going to know, Samaria is going to know in the pride of their heart that God sends judgment upon them, and so on and so forth. That's in chapter chapter 9. Then in chapter 10, he says he's going to bring his punishment, his judgment on his people, and he's going to use the Assyrians. 
It's going to use the Assyrians? Well, the Assyrians are far worse. They're more violent. They're more vile than Judah and Israel, his, God's people, God's faithless people, his unfaithful people. I mean, they, though they're bad, they're not nearly as bad as the Assyrians. But this is what God says. He says, I will send Assyria against an ungodly nation. Who's that? Against his own people and against the people of my wrath. The people of Judah and and Israel were the people of God's wrath. I will give Assyria charge to seize the spoil, to take the prey, and to tread them down like the mire of the streets. Yet the king of Assyria doesn't mean so. In other words, The king of Assyria doesn't mean to be an instrument of God's wrath. He doesn't even acknowledge God, he goes on to say. It doesn't in his heart, he doesn't even enter into his heart. It's in his heart, it is simply in his heart to destroy and cut off not a few nations. For he, Assyria, says, Are not my princes and altogether kings? And so on and so forth. And he says, As my hand has found the kingdoms of the idols whose carved images excelled those of Jerusalem and Samaria, as I have done to Samaria and her idols, shall I not do also to Jerusalem and her idols? Yes. You know, that's, that's, that's what God says he's going to do. He's going to use the Assyrians to bring judgment upon his people. Well, how, how can this be? How can this be? This is the way God will often bring his judgment. He will use the hands of wicked men or wicked nations to bring punishment upon nations that are far less wicked. But, lest we think, this is terrible injustice. Eh, That's not the end of the story. Because it goes on to say in uh, chapter Isaiah 10, verses 12 through 19, that the Lord is then going to bring punishment and judgment upon Assyria. Listen to what he says. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Lord has performed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, that is, when I've used Assyria to punish my people in Mount Zion on Jerusalem, that he will say, the king of Assyria, or the God will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his haughty looks. I will bring judgment upon Assyria. So on the one hand, Let's not be so naive and foolish as Americans to say that, you know, we're too virtuous, we're too righteous for God to send his judgment upon us. I don't think we can make that claim. And I would not be surprised if a lot of what we're seeing in our world and in our nation today is the hand of God's chastening, his judgment upon a nation that used to, you know, used to be at least accommodating to God and acknowledge him and give lip service to paying attention to his law, to his word. We don't do that anymore as a nation. And so maybe what we're experiencing is the wrath of God at the hands of wicked people. And yet, let's, take con- let's be confident in and take comfort in knowing God's going to deal with those who are wicked as well. So let's not be cocky, let's be trusting, confident in our sovereign God and in his, in his working, in the way he works, and how he works, and why. So our Father and our God, I pray that 
we as your people would be a faith-filled people. We wouldn't be so arrogant as to say that our nation is so righteous that we're above the judgment, the wrath of God. At the same time, may we not be so fretful and fearful to think that you won't take care of and deal with those who are wicked that inflict great pain and hardship on those more righteous than they. You are the righteous judge, and the God of all the earth shall do right. We will take confidence and comfort in that. Help us to do so, we pray. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. All right, well, have a good rest of your Thursday. May the Lord bless you in it. Good day.